Well, good morning, Love everybody. Talk Radio. Huh. Good morning, everybody. This is Truth Light, and wow, I jumped the gun. Interesting. So I'm assuming you all heard that on your end. Well, I am before coffee, and so while we do our show, I am going to make my coffee, and and we're just going to, in a relaxed manner, discuss identifying the fear or how to find the fear in your life and what to do about it once you find it. So this um, this topic was kind of brought up after yesterday's show, so if you happen to be listening to this show in the archives, which is where most of our listens come from, then you might want to go back and listen to yesterday's show as well, because it's um, it's kind of where where it sprung from, so to speak. And uh, anyway, so this is the light of truth, and we kind of try to look at things that maybe you don't look at in day to day life, and uh, <laughs> and you really are just going to get me as is, because I literally, I'm oh my god. Yeah, so in the background, you're going to hear the microwave with the coffee going in it, which I never do unless I'm desperately in need. (laughs) Uh, So, yes, isn't life funny? We have um, our friend Spring Rain Peony, who we talk about with her cookbook, Eat Conscious and Be Merry, is actually um, in need of a little healing work, and so that's what I've been doing for, for most of the night, and so I will admit I overslept and woke up by divine guidance, no doubt, to find that I had one minute to run down the stairs and get on the phone with you all. <laughs> uh, so we're going to just ask that everybody thinks really fabulous thoughts about our beautiful little Springy, who we love dearly, and uh, you can always check out her website, holisticnaturalsco.com, for her supplements as well as her cookbook eat conscious and be merry and uh so anyway this would be why i'm running late today um you know because that's what happens when you love your friends and you're an energy worker you tend to stay up late uh often (laughs) so uh yes and spring has some fabulous news that i would love to share with you all when i have time but or not when I have time, I'm sorry, when I have permission and the time is right, I will share with you because it's very exciting and uh, we're very happy about it here. Anyway, so how do we identify the fear in our lives? Yesterday, the reason this came up was because yesterday we're speaking with Jessica from Sacred Light of Sedona and we were going through some things that are happening (laughs) in her life. Oh, yes, it's a chaotic morning on the mountain. Um, some things that were happening in her life, and she was trying to identify what was in, in her way. And she was somehow just not seeing, you know, she got to the point where she was saying, well, I'm in my way, I'm standing in my own way, I'm my biggest obstacle, whatever. But she wasn't seeing what what was being, what really was holding her back, which was fear. Fear to make the the move in life or fear to have faith that things are going to work out or whatever it may be, whatever that fear is, we didn't really talk about yet. And uh, so just the fact 
that she couldn't see that it was fear holding her back kind of surprised me because it was pretty obvious to anybody looking in on the situation. And uh, so how do you know when fear is holding you back? How, How do you see the things that your subconscious is working really hard not to let you see? So these are the things we're going to talk about today. And we do have um, a caller on hold who would like to come over and say good morning. And so I am going to go ahead and pull Miss Kimberly over. And everybody can say, hello, Kimberly. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Good morning. How are you? How are good you? morning. How are you? Good. How are you? <laughs> well, you know, I'm just waking up, literally. And, uh, and you guys are hearing all the background noise from the getting ready for the show and the... Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm good though. <laughs> good. Uh, so yeah, I'm completely disorganized this morning, but I'm still here. I was gonna not come in to the show today because I was so late and disorganized, and I thought, you know what? I'm just gonna go anyway. So here I am. <laughs> so how are you doing today? I am good. I'm good. Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah, I um I, I like the um the topic because yeah. I really want um yeah I do because I think fear could be a block and my question to you was going to be this is a very good topic when it comes to fear blocking you mm-hmm. I know that there um there are things that you can do like energetically or whatever you know like say for instance you get a reading and they say there's a block and you need to do work. And you've been attempting to do energy work, um, working with the angels, uh, ritual ceremonies, and you're like, what else can I do? Mm-hmm. And, and I also wanted, I wanted to get your um, uh, ad, advice. Well, advice. What do you think about um, voodoo? Do you think that's evil? Um, no. Well, okay, so here's the thing. Any of the... Uh, beliefs, religions, which voodoo is just a religion, any of those things, whether it's voodoo or Santeria or Paolo or whatever it is, is um, neutral. It's what you're using, what what is the intention behind what you're doing. Um, I actually, one of the things that I did a lot of um, in Florida was work with people who had dark stuff put on them by different people who maybe intentions were not so nice. Um, And so I actually got to know the different voodoo, um, I don't really know what you call them, idols or people. (laughs) To me, they're people because I interact with them. But, uh, you know, they're not really here in form. So, um, you know, and I still work with them sometimes if – I'm working with somebody who deals with voodoo, and uh, and so it's not it's not all bad, you know. Um, I think that what's not taught is I think okay. I'm trying to find a, a good way to put this. Mm-hmm. There's there's the very earthly manner of working with things, and then there's the more mystical way of working with things. And so any of those 
types of religions that really work with <clears throat> like invoking or like ritualistic stuff uh-huh. tend to be more earthly and okay. we're really moving into a time of a higher vibration and more mystical manners of dealing with things. So it's kind of, in my opinion, it's kind of like going backwards in dealing with that stuff. Right. At one point it wasn't so much that way, but now it kind of is because the consciousness is rising. And so you're, it's not really the most effective tool for where we are now you know, but then there are some people who that's been what they know for generation after generation. And so I would never um, really put it down. Although in most cases, just like Wicca and Pagan and all of that, um, in many cases, because I don't want to get a backlash of stuff from people, many cases it's not used for the best intentions. And so... You know, it does create a lot of nice work for people like me. <laughs> Job security. <laughs> but, you know, that's probably not a good way to look at it. <laughs> right, right. So, um, you know, it, I find that the people who are doing things for the light and who are wanting to really progress aren't necessarily clinging to that stuff. The people okay. who are maybe not doing such nice things, they're still really using a lot of that. So, okay. But that's, again, that's all in the people and how they use it and not the particular religion or belief behind it. And so I just want to make that really clear because I have much respect for the beings on the other side that I work with who are involved with any of those um, modalities, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. So I really okay. want to you know, keep the respect for those beings because it's when it's in the hands of the people and what they do with it. So... I wouldn't necessarily say casting spells upon whatever is the way to conquer your fear. Okay. If if that's where you were headed. For that whole roundabout merry go round no. answer. <laughs> right. No 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 no. I just I, I someone had mentioned it to me and I just I didn't want to deal with you know, when someone says, Okay, you need to do this in order to yeah, get rid of I this step into I don't, it honestly. That doesn't no, that doesn't resonate with me. Mhm. You know, so it's very low I'm, vibration compared to where we're at now. What I would say is if you do anything with the um like with that sort of focused intention, which is really all any of the ritual stuff is, it's a manner of focusing your intention and really bringing out and giving a a focal point to all of your energy. <clears throat> if you want to do something like that, then like study more of the hermetic um, principles and and uh, I'm going to say Gnostic, but I don't know for sure because I can't remember. I think probably that's some good stuff too, but like um, the teachings of Hermes, I guess, for hermetic mm-hmm. principles, mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. a lot of universal law and how to work with the different um, energies of the universe and and they talk a lot about that. Like the audiobook of Think and Grow Rich is really good. If you kind of go through it, they're always talking about money. But at the very beginning of the book, they, they're very clear about saying it's not all about money. It's whatever your passion is. <clears throat> and they have um, – I do the audiobook because for me it's better to hear it. Um, but they 
go through the principles, the hermetic principles of how a lot of the world leaders, like from back in the day, like Carnegie and Carnegie, Carnegie, I don't know. They pronounce it differently than I would. Um, And Ford and Edison and all these people who really did something like they go through the actual step-by-step principles they used, which were the hermetic principles of universal law. So I would say I would look at it on a more energetic level because you don't really need all the ritualistic stuff. It's actually working with the energetic frequencies. Does that make sense? Yeah. Why not, right? <laughs> it's just off. This is what you get before coffee. Oh, dear God. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I got the audiobook of Thinking Grow Rich, and I kind of, you know, because I've read the book before, um, I'm able to let go of the whole money, 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 because that's just what people buy the books for, so whatever. But um, not that money's bad. I love money, and more of it can come in all the time. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> Um, it's a good way of identifying what are the obstacles in your way and how to work with them. So I would say check that out. Um, or the Hermetic Principles. Even on YouTube you can find that stuff, you know. Okay. Okay. So, um, if that helps at all. Yeah, yeah, that helps. I just, you know, when you're going through stuff and, you know, somebody says a block and you've been doing right. it, it could be a year, and then you're like, well, when am I going to get past this block? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you're doing, if you're doing the work, so well. <clears throat> what I would say there, and I think that's, I'm really glad that you brought that up, because I think it's probably good for a lot of people who may be listening. And again, because most of our listens are from the archives, people never get a chance to ask questions. So that's uh-huh. why I really encourage you guys to to chat with me because you may bring up stuff that people listening down the road will want. <clears throat> Excuse me. So what I would say is when, you, when you're in that situation where you've been doing the work and you're just not getting past the block, I guess what I would say is are you really sure you're working on the right block? What maybe, you know, maybe it's time to go, okay, and what's at the root of this block? Maybe that block is not the root of things. Okay. You know? Oh. Maybe the block okay. is just kind of a barrier keeping you from the deeper issue. Okay. So, um, and we all go through that. You know, there are a lot of times where <laughs> I probably look like a crazy person because I walk around the house like, you know, looking up and doing the, you know, how people talk with their hands and I'm like talking to the people up in the sky and whatever. I probably look like some kind of crazy person, but I'm like yelling at my angels going, I just don't get it. Make it clear. Okay. I'm here teaching and doing all this stuff. And oh my God, can't you just give me a freaking clue already? <laughs> right. Right. And then I'll, you know, and then I'll be in meditation, and and somehow get this very gentle, kind, compassionate feeling that maybe I'm not looking in the right direction for my answers. Okay. And I go, oh, okay. So sometimes what we think is our block isn't really. So. Um, mm, that, that that makes sense. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, it's kind of like a little diversion from your subconscious. Our subconscious is very, very tricky. Its whole job is to protect us, you know. And the thing is that we may have, you know, been yelled at by the ice cream man when we were three. And, I mean, literally, we could have just, something could have happened where he was having a bad day and he yelled at you when you were three and 
suddenly you're afraid of men and you can't commit to men because you're waiting for this person to just yell at you when you least expect it because who would expect the ice cream man to yell at them? Wow. And so people could be searching and searching and searching for this. Why can't I commit? Why, Why am I so afraid of a relationship or so afraid to trust men? And they're looking at all these insane aspects of their personality when really if they if they were able to just really let their subconscious or unconscious mind talk to them, it would go, well, remember? Remember how scared you were when that ice cream man yelled at you? And you look at it now and you go, what do I care? (laughs) Right. What do I care that he yelled at me? What? I don't care. But your subconscious is acting from the spot that you were in when you were three. So to your subconscious, it's a thing it really needs to protect you against because, dang, that scared you. You know, and it does never want to have that happen again. And so sometimes, you know, I'll do regressions with people and, you know, and regressions are like $125 and we just go until it's done, right? So it could be an hour, hour and a half, two hours, whatever. But they'll do these regressions expecting these huge, traumatic things. And sometimes it's <laughs> something that simple and they're like, really, I just paid you that much money for that? But, <laughs> but you know, I, I mean, and I totally get it. But then it shifts, and then they don't have that problem anymore. And it's really funny. I mean, it's totally worth the money, I would say, but but I can totally see their point going, really, that was it. I really wanted something a little more exciting. (laughs) (laughs) And and the ice cream thing is not a real story. It's just something I made up out of my head. No, 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 I understand. Just a disclaimer out there. For my regression clients, I'm not telling yeah, stories. When, yeah, when you were talking, uh, the the next thing that was on my mind was then regression must really work. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it definitely I'm does. Very, very interested in in regression. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love uh, Dr. Brian Weiss, so I'm very interested in that because there are some things that I know that are from my past that I know that I don't know if I've dissolved or. Um, a what? Because I'm very interested in, in right. that and doing that for myself. Right. It's a really wonderful tool. It really is. Okay. And it doesn't have to go to past life always. Sometimes it's real okay. simple stuff in this life. And um, sometimes you can be looking, and we talked about this yesterday too, you can be looking and looking and looking for what what the issue is, and maybe it's not in this life at all. So you may not ever get to the root of your issue if you don't go into a regression aspect and see into other life experiences. So because it could be something, you know, and again, it can be something little. It doesn't have to be traumatic. So it doesn't have to be big and scary. Got it. So does this help you in identifying... Um, what what kind of different things you can do to um, whatever whatever your block is, kind of allow right. it to go away. Right, right. I have a feeling yours is something really simple. I'm sure that's why they why I was given the ice cream man thing. Yeah. You know, I'm sure whatever you're. I think they're probably giving you a hint or something. Yeah. And I would say I would. And this isn't a psychic thing, it's just a knowing how they work. I would say look back to around the age of three to five and see if there was something okay. that rocked your world somehow. 
and it can be something little. So, all right. Anything else we can uh, do for you, Miss Kimberly? <laughs> no. This, this was wonderful. This was like therapy. This one. Yay! Awesome. Thank all you right. So much. Well, of course, I'm going to go ahead and pop you back over and and get okay. back to whatever I'm going to be saying. I have not a clue. See, because I just woke up. So. <laughs> all right. You have a fabulous day. Thank you so much. Of course, of course. All right. So I love when you guys call in and add your two cents and ask questions because we do have people in the archives who that's usually where our listens come from. And so um, those people don't get a chance. So if you have something to say or something to ask about, definitely call in. It's 347-677-1443 and uh, press 1 to speak with the host. So, um, Okay, so when we are trying to figure out what, what's blocking us, you know, sometimes we feel like we're just banging our heads against the wall and we're not, you know, okay, I'm doing everything right. I'm following all the steps. I'm whatever it is that we're doing or why can't I follow all the steps or why can't I just um, complete things to make them happen? What, whatever your block is, right, every, 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 everything boils down to fear in some way. Anytime we have a motivating factor in our life, it's either fear or love. And so either there's the uh, the love to the degree of, like the love for what we do, the love for particular people or person, the love for a cause that develops that passion that carries us through. For instance, the path that I've chosen, being um, being a healer and a, a, I don't, you know, I use the word psychic really loosely because it's not. I mean, yes, I I am psychic, but you know, there's I do more life directional readings, and it's not just the cheesy little whatever because anybody can do that. But I seem to have a flair for helping people with their direction in life and really working through traumas and that kind of thing, <clears throat> and. Uh, working with souls on the other side who are stuck and all the different things that I do, um, working with the earth energies. As there, there's, that's another reason that I'm running so late today is that we've got a lot of stuff going on on the earth. I don't know if you guys are, are aware of this, but India and Japan, and there are so many things going on right now that are very turbulent that a lot of us spend our time when most people would be sleeping we spend our time really working with the energy of the earth, trying to, um, almost like you would help a mother in, in labor, trying to just help Mother Earth go through the changes she needs to go through, yes, but, but calming it to whatever degree is allowed, you know. And so sometimes we're exhausted. <laughs> sometimes we sleep in. Um, but this path, um, doesn't always pay very well. <laughs> doesn't always leave you a whole lot of time for your own life, and and <clears throat> it can be a challenge of sorts for sure. But the love of what I'm doing and the love of assisting people and and showing people love and compassion and the different things that come with my path, I love more than I fear you know, what the love trumps the fear, right? And so that's what we find in life is which is 
it's kind of like those old-fashioned scales, you know, like the, uh, the, like the scales of justice, that picture, the, the scales where you tip the scales back one way or the other. Is fear tipping your scales or is love tipping your scales, you know? And, uh, and for, you know, people who are trying to conquer their fears, you have to figure out what the fear is before you can conquer it. And to do so in a non-obsessive manner is kind of the key. So you, you want to identify where the block is, like Kimberly was talking about, right? She and, and many, many people just like her, they identify what they think their block is. Okay, I'm, I have a fear of commitment or I have a, I'm, I just don't understand, you know, I get to this one point in life and then my pattern is that I trip up after that or whatever it may be, I, my timing is off or stepping back and asking yourself, where does fear play a part in this? And really being honest with yourself. Sometimes it's a big grand thing and sometimes it's a silly little thing that you didn't even know was there. So stepping back from situations where you're seeing that you, um, you're not living up to the potential that you could in whatever area that may be. And, and looking or allowing yourself to see, because there is a difference between looking and seeing, right? So you want to allow yourself to see because that's just allowing. Looking is trying and working at and that kind of thing, and, and that rarely works. So if you can relax and allow yourself to see where exactly in the process <clears throat> do you begin to get the anxiety or the fear? Do you begin to get um, that backpedaling kind of feeling, right? So if if you really want to change careers or you really want to follow a dream and you just can't seem to make it happen, then stepping back and looking to see where does, where does that glitch come in in the pattern, right? And why does the glitch come in? Because one thing is sometimes we identify fear um, and we misidentify fear when it's really our inner being pulling us back going, no, don't jump yet. No, don't jump yet. So sometimes we're wanting to blame things on fear when it's really our inner guidance kind of holding us back, letting us know the time isn't right yet. And so we want to become able to understand the communication that's happening between us, our angels, our, our connection with creation, all of that. Uh, yesterday we were talking about being true to ourselves, meaning being true to our own course. In other words, like a navigational term, like staying true to your course. Um, as we get further off course, we'll begin to feel different symptoms of that. And so if we can begin to identify those symptoms, what part, you know, what part of what we consider fear is actually our inner being trying to pull us back on track? And what part of what we consider to be fear is something that is, like we were just talking about with Kimberly, something that um, kind of 
shifted our perspective from our true state of being and created a fear of whatever that might be, our, our unconscious mind wanting to protect us because that's really what fear is, is our unconscious mind going, oh, no, 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 you don't want to do that because remember this happened and, and this, this situation could lead to the same thing. But it's not always something to fear. <clears throat> I hope this is making sense to you guys. I know maybe it's a little um, out there for, for I'm just rambling. So, um, but these are all things to look at. And so that's why it's nice to have somebody who can counsel or who can look at you from an energetic perspective and assist in figuring out. That's, I mean, that's a really valuable question to ask yourself. First of all, is this fear that I'm feeling or is this my inner being, divine guidance, whatever, trying to make sure I stay on course, you know? So sometimes we can be so stubborn that we're going to overcome this fear. We're just determined we're going to break down this barrier. And, and it kicks our butt every single time. And if that happens, we need to step back and say, okay, is this a fear? Is this an obstacle? Or is this really just a direction that isn't healthy for me to go? Am I looking you know, left when I should be looking right. Maybe, yes, you should be making some moves, but maybe you keep trying to move in the wrong direction, in the wrong direction for yourself, out of um, being stubborn and pridefully wanting to break down this barrier. You know, sometimes barriers are there for a reason, too. So stepping back and, and assessing, okay, why do I keep running into the same thing and is it something for me to overcome or is it that I'm forgetting to really broaden my scope and see the big picture? And is there a better opportunity or a better manner for me to be seeing things? So this is where identifying fear becomes really important because you want to know, is an obstacle that keeps popping up in your life something to be tackled or is it something to be honored and thanked? so that you can move along your true path and not waste your time with what, what you think you're supposed to be doing from, your, um, from the mind, the analytical mind that has been built by all of the people in your life. Because, you know, you came into this world with thoughts and ideas and inspirations. Otherwise, you wouldn't have come. You know, we don't just end up here. And so... There typically is a plan that you have in mind for what you would like to do with your life. And we tend to kind of get amnesia once we get a body. And so if you, you know, for the longest time, okay, so we've, I think we've talked about the fact that I've been alone um, since like 1998, right? And for the longest time I thought, man, what's wrong with me? really, <clears throat> you know, am I just, you know, people had me thinking I was afraid to be in a relationship and, you know, what is my fear and all of this. And down the line, it's become very clear that I just had a lot of stuff to do and that wasn't really the be all and end all for me. So while I was trying to conquer this fear of whatever was keeping me, whatever blocking me from being in a relationship, I was really kind of wasting my time because it wasn't, it wasn't a part of my plan when I came here. If, you know, down the line there may be something and, and now I've removed all the, 
all of the thinking about it, you know, and just allow for divine timing and whatever may happen. But it's not something I think about overcoming anymore, you know. And so that has been a huge relief for me. You know, how much time do we spend going, oh, why can't I find the right person and blah, 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 what's wrong with me and all of this stuff. And how much time do we spend thinking about relationship stuff when really if we would just step back and say, okay, is there a fear here? Or am I looking so hard in one direction and focusing on the obstacle that needs to be removed that I'm not looking up and seeing that there's a ton of potential over in this other direction? It's, it's just very interesting to see how easily, and this is an important fact when we're talking about this topic about identifying fear, First, we also have to identify, is it actually fear that's stopping us? Or is it, you know, again, everything boils down to that fear and love. Or is it the love, the true love and passion and devotion to our path that will not allow us to go so far off track? So we want to look at that as well as what fear is holding us back. Now, you know, with Jessica yesterday, and hopefully she'll call in today. I hope she has a chance to. Um, yesterday she was talking about her and her husband and, you know, how they came out here and they just kind of gave everything over to spirit and everything played out well. And, and lately they have been allowing fear to step in. Now that we know, that particular instance, it's easy to see that, yes, it is fear standing in the way rather than them trying to go off course because, because they are so on course and it's working so well that there's almost a fear. It's like when you're riding a bicycle really, really fast and you don't want to look down at the pedals because you're afraid your feet are going to get all tripped up, right? So it's kind of the same thing when we're moving along so smoothly in life. We're almost, we have this fear of, okay, but you know, I'm bound to trip at some point, or what if I trip? It's going to, the faster and harder I'm moving through life, the more it's going to hurt when I trip, you know. And so there is that hesitation and that fear in what we do. And, and so that's, you know, that's an easy way to see that, okay, I am on track. I am doing what I love. You know, like Jessica and Craig, they had a plan that was inspired by spirit, in meditation or prayer and everything is moving and being backed wonderfully and so when they hesitate or pull back it's exactly that same feeling of okay but just don't look down you know i don't think i can take it to the next level i'm afraid i've never because they've never been there before they've never been this on track and as human beings when we're really on track and we're really in the groove it scares the bejesus out of us. And so that is another place where fear comes in is when we are really, really on track. We're, by nature, I think, a bit afraid to just let go of the handlebars and keep on riding, you know. And we have to understand that as long as we are staying true to our course, we're fine, you know. It's, only when that hesitation or that fear is able to come in and really create an issue that we get tripped up. And what happens is people will tend to 
only look at that trip up and not at the last year or five years or whatever it may be of good stuff. You know, okay, well, see, you know, the family, the friends, we were all, oh, we told you it wasn't going to work out well. Well, it all depends on where you stop the story. One of the best quotes I ever heard was on a TV show, and it was, you know, happy ending depends on where you stop the story. And so if you have a run that is really in the groove and you know you're doing like you are just on, right, and then you trip up, stop. What tripped you up? Inevitably, you allowed fear in somehow. You allowed somebody else's fear. Sometimes we're really affected by other people's fear, you know? And so what we need to remember is that our path and our inspiration are ours. And if we are moved by the love of that inspiration or the love of that purpose or whatever that is, and things are working well and the timing is grooving and everything is good, it doesn't matter. That whole everybody can't be wrong thing is of value at times, but we also need to remember that we're the only one who's getting the inspirations. We're the only one who knows, first of all, who has the path that we have because we each have our own paths to walk. So everybody else is going to be wrong when they pass judgment on your path because they don't have a clue what you're here for. And so while on one level, yes, it's it's okay to look at things that people are saying and <coughs> kind of assess whether it it's applicable or not. But then on the other hand, we really need to go to our inner being and and work with that inner being to uh to see, okay, is it am I off here? You know, and being honest, or is it that my path is just different than what they're seeing? So for me, you know, there have been many times in my life where I have to just stop and go, okay, you know what, I'm just I'm gonna kinda of pull away from everybody else right now and just do what I know I need to do because I'm very in tune with what my path is and it doesn't always make sense to people because it's unique. And it's not gonna make sense and I know that. Over the years, I have gathered that. (laughs) And so other people's fear for me used to really affect me. And sometimes it still does. When I allow fear myself to come into the game, I align with the fear aspect of things, and and I attract more of that into my life. When I disallow that, and I take what people say into consideration, but I don't take it, it's like there's a filter so that Okay, I can hear what you're saying, but I'm not going to take the emotion behind it. And I'm going to um, use that as input to look at and see if rationally I'm moving in a direction that feels right to me. And if I am, then I don't need to allow the fear because fear comes when we don't understand reality. Other people aren't going to understand my path because it's not their reality. And so, therefore, fear moves in. And so, um, when something is such a part of your path, the fear begins to move away as you allow it to become a part of you. So, when I do, and what's coming to mind as an example is, when I do entity removal and possession cases and that kind of thing, um, You know, I'm going in and and oftentimes working with what would be considered demonic forces. And while I have a healthy 
suspect I don't typically, well, no, I don't ever have fear because I can't. I can't allow fear in there because that's, if there is any fear, I need to step away and not become involved at all. It can't be there. And so people will look and go, oh, my God, how do you do that? You know, I mean, seriously, like the stuff they make movies about is the stuff I just go in and handle and way worse than what I've seen them having movies about. I don't watch the movies. This is the ironic part, okay? I won't go see a horror movie. (laughs) Never have I seen a horror movie. I saw Amityville Horror when I was a kid. That's the only horror movie I have ever seen in my life. And um, and for the longest time, I'd laugh. And people laugh all the time going, you've got to be kidding me. You'll deal with this real-life stuff, but you're afraid to go see a horror movie. And it actually, as we're speaking now, occurs to me that, because I felt like, no, I'm not afraid, but there's no way in hell you're getting me in there. And I realize now that it's, that's a perfect example of, no, I'm not afraid of them. But that is taking me so far. There's, we have shows about, there's like entertainment and um, possession or something like that. I don't know, that we talk about um, the movies and, and what they actually do to you and the different forms of media entertainment, air quotes, um, and what it does to you energetically. And so it's just that by going to something like that would pull me so far off my path that my inner being will not allow it. So it creates all this anxiety and what I would associate with fear when in fact it's just my inner being going, no, <laughs> screaming at the top of its lungs, trying to keep me from going off this cliff. You know, For me, that's the last place in the world I would ever want or need to be is in a place with a horror movie because they do way more than people think they do. So that's a perfect example. Um, up till now I would have said that they scare me, but they don't really scare me. <coughs> It's just that my inner being is creating that vibration of you really don't want to do this, you know? And so if you look at that, you see that's a perfect example of what would present itself as fear but really isn't. And, um, and then you look at spiders in the house. Okay, now spider is one of my totems, and we find that when something is one of your totems, you tend to be completely, in a lot of cases, you tend to be completely freaked out by it because the power is so strong for you that it's non-harmonious with where you're at at the moment. Okay, so spider is a totem for me so as a kid i had all these recurring dreams about spiders i had all these encounters with really dramatic encounters with spiders um, when i was very little and so it developed into a fear well um when i look back right now i live in a in my my pretty little cabin up in the coconino national forest on the mountain in in flagstaff just outside of flagstaff and I can tell you, spiders and I, we have had to become acquainted. <laughs> and, uh, and so I'm getting better, you know. But tarantula season just passed. And I don't know that we have tarantulas up here, but I know that we have them not very far from here in Sedona and kind of in between here in Sedona. And I got to tell you, I spent the whole tarantula season 
every day going into the center going, oh, please, God, don't let me see one, please. And then, and then because I know that if you really fear something, all you're going to do is when you're focusing on it, you're going to align with it and bring it into your life. And so I'm like trying to like, cancel, cancel. No, I'm not thinking about that. <laughs> it's really, you know, if you happen to like be able to get some kind of recording equipment in my head, it would have been rather hysterical a lot over and over and over again during tarantula season. And so, you know, that's fear. That's a fear. There is no reason for me to fear my own totem. And tarantulas don't even bite or hurt you, you know. But wow, am I terrified to see one. (laughs) You know, and that's just a stupid fear. You know, there is no good reason for it. and, And yet it's there. Right, And I would say it's probably there because of the weird encounters I had when I was a kid with spiders, and they completely freaked me out. And all of the reoccurring dreams that I had that were so powerful that I took them as nightmares. And, and really it was the totem of the spider coming to me, which is an honor because it's a very powerful totem. It's, it's a big deal to have the spider as, as your totem. And... <laughs> And so that's probably one, you know, that's one that I'm working on over time. I've, I've gotten to the point where um, I don't freak out quite as badly, you know. I'm making a lot of progress. We, we typically will make an arrangement that they go out, they go back outside again. You know, they need to find some other place to come in and be warm because I really, I can't have them in my house, you know. And, and so um, it's, that's a process that I'm, that's just a lighthearted kind of process that, that comes to mind as far as fear versus love of path and that kind of thing. So like the horror movies would be the love for my path and the reason that I'm here being so strong that it's not allowing me to step off. And the fear of the spider, that's just, you know, when you, when you really come down <coughs> to the heart of things, the fear is really just a... Um, a disharmony with your current vibration, okay? So, for instance, okay, God, they're just coming up with all kinds of for instances through this show. So say you're walking, okay, I was in Salt Lake City for a conference. Um, I don't know if you guys can hear my dogs. It's really hard to focus because, one, they're very cute, and two, they're like brother and sister, and they're just being ridiculous right now. Anyway, so you probably hear the growling and the God knows what on the other end, but... This is what it is, is my ridiculous little doggies. Um, anyway, so I'm in Salt Lake City for, for a conference, and, and I'm walking down the road, and I take a turn, and I'm, I'm lost, right? I'm completely lost. And I never would have thought there was like a seedy part of Salt Lake City, but apparently I turned into a seedier part of Salt Lake City. And not horrible, but, but maybe I wasn't real comfy because I was all decked out in my business attire. This is back when I was in business, you know? And... uh and I couldn't really find my way out. I just seemed to. It was one of those deals where I kept getting in deeper and deeper. And, uh, and so I see this group of, of young men walking towards me. And I get that feel, okay, that something's not right. And, and I'm feeling like I'm probably not in the right place at the right time, you know. And, and so I'm, I'm remembering back where where I had the feel to go left and I went right or something, you know, and because my analytical mind said, no, that doesn't make sense. And, uh, and so I ended up in this spot. 
And so I'm seeing these young men come at me, and I'm feeling the warning from my angels. And so I just asked my angels to kind of put a barrier around me and make it so that anybody who came within five feet of me felt only love, harmony, bliss, and and that that, you know, and just healing energy and and that they were um, harmonious with this, that, that it just kind of almost put a spell under them, I guess, you know, you would say. But um, it just kind of shifted the energy of anybody who entered it for a five feet radius. And then when they left, they were back to their own energy and what have you. And so <laughs> these young men walk up and, and I knew they were going to rob me, you know, like I could just feel it. But they, I swear to you, they hit about five feet out and suddenly they're smiling and going, you know, you know, hello, ma'am, you, you probably, you know, do you really have business in this area? And they're asking kind of just as they're walking by, you know, is this really where you meant to be? And I told them, no, I'm, I need to be at such and such a place. <coughs> and, and they said, well, you know, you want to go this way and that way. And, you know, you really probably don't want to just wander in this part of town. It's not such a great part of town, and you look very nice, and so we'd hate for anything to, you know, happen to you. But they were saying it like they truly meant it, not like a threat. And, you know, and so they guide, they tell me how to get out of there real quick. And they walk past me, and I see them kind of hit that, you know, okay, so now they're about six feet away from me, and they're looking at each other like, what the hell just happened? (laughs) And they're looking back at me like, what and they're watching me walk away, go the way that I was guided to go, and everything. And I checked, and yes, that was the right way out, and all of that. And um, and so, you know, it was it was kind of funny because I didn't allow the fear to take over. I took the fear as a warning. I took that okay, this is feeling disharmonious with me. Whatever it is, I don't need to analyze it. I just know that it doesn't feel right. So I'm just going to create this bubble around me. And now, mind you, I wouldn't go testing this if you're not really practiced at energy work and that kind of thing. But, you know, don't go walking into seedy parts of town just to see if it works. But, um, you know, instead of moving into the fear of, oh, my God, something's going to happen, I moved into, okay, thank you very much for that. You know, I'm feeling the disharmony of energy. Okay. And so I'm just going to create this bubble of harmony because that's all I know to do right now. And so in order to do that, I had to make sure there was no fear whatsoever within me. I had to see the fear only as sort of an alarm system, saying something disharmonious is coming your way, say thank you very much, and then create something around myself, and then move forward out of it. But fear was never allowed to come in. And if we can use it as a heads-up system, and then continue moving forward in the manner that we're guided and just release the need for the emotion that we have attached to fear because that's what's happened is we feel that that alarm or that wake-up call and then we attach all this emotion and baggage to it and then we just feed it and it becomes like this solid thing that's within our energy then. And then that really takes us off path and really affects us and completely screws up everything, you know. And so understanding what fear really is, is important. And understanding when we begin to feel it so that we can identify, okay, I'm beginning to feel that funkiness in my stomach or I'm beginning to feel whatever. Um, 
using that as our heads up so that we don't have to move into the spot where we create all the emotion and all the baggage to go along with it. <coughs> that's, um, that's unnecessary. So hopefully this has helped a little bit. We're down to about six minutes or so. Um, we're not going to do the meditation again today. I'm so sorry, you guys. I'm having a really hard time with the allergies this morning, and I'm coughing and sniffling and what have you, and it doesn't make for, uh, and the dogs being on top of me doing their brother-sister thing is uh, not conducive to the meditation today. However, I am working on the Mystical Truth site, and uh, good God, don't go there yet, but um, within the next week or so it should be much better and we will have the meditations back up there for you guys so that you can go there anytime you would like a guided meditation as well. So um, let's see. I want to, again, let you guys know that you know you really should or could or we'd love for you to check out the website at holisticnaturalsco.com and check out their line of supplements. Um, they are... They are made by Spring Rain Peony. So in other words, she knows where the herbs come from. She grinds the herbs. She puts the herbs in the capsule. She reikis the capsules before they ever go out. Um, and, and she is really a master herbal healer. And so the combinations that she has put into this line are combinations that she's used for a very long time. And um, she has really achieved some almost miraculous uh, results with her healing. And, you know, some of you have heard the story about how she, you know, she had some very, very serious life-threatening illnesses, one on top of the other. And she just went up to Tennessee for a few months and, and with her nutritional experience, her energetic experience, and her herbal supplements, her herbal knowledge, she uh, was able to get rid of all of these life-threatening issues and is doing fabulously now. And uh, so she really does know what she's doing. And, and there's an amazing story behind those, those supplements. So I'm going to really encourage her to write out her story and how they came about um, to put that on the website because I think that that helps people understand why they should listen to her rather than somebody else. So anyway, holisticnaturalco.com. And also check out Eat Conscious and Be Merry, the cookbook on there that is gluten-free and dairy-free and some of it's raw, it's vegan. You can put meat or not put meat, whatever you like. Um, Very, very yummy, yummy version and super simple version of recipes for those of us trying to figure out how to live gluten-free. So yet another person who I have to say, when we talk about um, trusting in your path and living for the love of what you're doing, and overcoming fear. Spring is one who has overcome, you know, she, some of us grow up in, in very religious um, backgrounds, and sometimes the religious churchy thing can really manipulate with fear. And so she was a little bitty girl raised in this very fearful environment, and she has, in just the time that I've known her, maybe five or six years now, um, she has really just knocked those fears that were put upon her out of the ballpark and just is living for the love of her past and is just doing so well. It's amazing to me. So (coughs) she's one that, you know, I don't get paid to promote her. I just 
believe so wholeheartedly in what she does. And then also sacredlightofsedona.com. You guys want to check that out. There's a video of the center. That's the center that I work out of and teach out of. And uh, I'd love for you to come visit us at some point. And Jessica just announced yesterday with a little help from her friends that we'll be offering phone readings from the center also. So if you would like to, um, you know, call Sacred Light of Sedona and set up a reading, you can do that as well from wherever you are and get your own Sedona psychic reading. I don't know of anybody else who does that, any of the other centers who do that. So um, that's kind of a neat thing uh, because there's definitely a difference in the energy as a reader and a healer when you're working from Sedona than from any other place. So sacredlightofsedona.com. And uh, you definitely want to have the of Sedona in there because otherwise you won't find us. You'll find somebody else. And so I believe. So sacredlightofsedona.com. Check us out. And we, uh, we, again with the we, me and all my angels, would love for you to follow us here on Blog Talk. Check us out on Facebook and follow us there. Um, I'm always looking for ideas about topics that you guys would like to hear about. It can go to the very mystical. It can go to personal development, whatever it may be, um, because really mysticism and main life, mainstream life, are intertwining at this point. And so they really do overlap. And so we kind of can address whatever people would like. <coughs> and uh, also if you have some ideas for guests, that kind of thing, I'm always interested. I'm very careful about who comes on and talks to you guys because the show is a reflection of my energy. And so I'm very careful with your well-being because that's my path. So uh, we will have some neat guests coming on soon, though. And uh, Okay, so we will see you guys next time. I don't even know what day it is. I think there's a tomorrow. <laughs> well, there'll be a tomorrow. I think tomorrow's Friday. So if so, then I will see you then. If not, I'll see you Monday because I really don't even know what day it is today. <laughs> Such is the life of a mystic. Okay, there is no time. It doesn't really matter to me unless I need to show up somewhere. So uh, give us some ideas of topics you would like, and we will take them into consideration. You guys, take some time to just breathe deep and relax and enjoy your day. And uh, remember that you have a team of angels around you who would love to interact with you, play with you, guide you, inspire you. Open up and allow them to do that. All right? So thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next time. Have a great day. <laughs>